Welcome to the Roaring Twenties Podcast. I am your host, Peter Torres. Hope everyone's having a fantastic Thursday. It's 11 o'clock right now in my apartment. I am tired, but here we are pushing through, pushing for the content. So, had a solid week. Um, went home again this weekend. Again, completed dry January. I'll get into the details about that. But this episode, the main point or the main theme of today's episode is for sports gambling. I know sports gambling, I, I've spoken about it before on the podcast, but um, it has been a subject on the rise as of lately, personally with me, and I'll talk about my experiences, what I've, what I've done through. I know I've, I've talked about some pretty crazy experiences with it, but some advice or maybe for the people that don't know about sports gambling, maybe I can explain it to you as much as you can, but we'll break it down and uh, we'll get into that. So let's get into the episode, but before we get into the episode... I'd like to present an ad from GiveWell. When you give charity, how much impact will your donation actually have? This question would be hard, if not impossible, to answer. Most charities can't tell how much your money will be used or how much it will accomplish. You may know it could theoretically help a cause, but how? Or more importantly, how much? If you want to help people living in poverty with evidence-backed high-impact charities, I recommend you check out GiveWell. GiveWell spends over 40000 each. 40,000 hours each year researching charitable organizations and only directs funding to a few of the highest impact evidence-backed opportunities they found. Over 100,000 donors have used GiveWell to donate more than $1 billion. Rigorous evidence suggests that these donations can save over 150,000 lives and improve the lives of millions of more. And using GiveWell's research is free. GiveWell wasn't wants as many donors as possible to make informed decisions about high-impact giving. They publish all of their research and recommendations on their site for free, no sign-up required. They allocate your tax-deductible deductible donation to the charity or fund you choose without taking a cut. Go to GiveWell.org to find out more or to make a donation. That's go to GiveWell.org to find out more or make a donation. All right. Let's get into the episode, baby. Let's go. Let's have a good week. Let's get after it. It's Thursday. Closing in on the week. Getting to the weekend. Let's go. Let's get it. Hit it. So, had a good week last week, saw my family, caught up with my family again, pushed through, we'd like to give some snaps, snaps in the chat, snaps in the chat, claps in the chat. Dry January is complete. Now again, I cheated one day, that one day, I definitely had a few more than I should have that one day, however, I consider one day drinking, for an, allocated for an entire month, a W, that is a very... Very good thing in terms of starting off 2023 on the right foot. That does not mean I would like to, you know, go into 
you know, crazy spurts, benders right now because right now is the time to grind and get after it. So I'm going to, I have no be real this week. I have no be real this week. I'm not going to be a very serious podcast. Again, we're talking about sports gambling. I don't think that's necessarily a very, you know, super serious topic. It's something to talk about. Don't get me wrong, but it's not super serious. My first who's chatting of the week. Pete, tell him who's chatting. Tell him who's chatting. The chatting is health. Because again, like I said, gone through dry January. We're all good there. Only one day, only one day of drinking. I consider that pretty good. Considering that, you know, I might not even drink this weekend. I don't really have many plans going on. The world is my oyster this weekend, which is nice. I got the apartment um, kind of to myself. Not really, but, you know, I got most of my friends are not in the city, but I will be in the city. I'm going to be, you know, ripping around trying to explore some things. I've, I've created a list of some some things on my New York City bucket list that I that I would like to cross off. And obviously there's. A million things to do in the city so I'm never going to run out of things and I don't necessarily intend on if an opportunity presents itself I'll go out and see where we go from there but if not you know I consider drinking one day out of hold on because I'm not going to drink this week maybe uh about 34 days one day and third one time drinking in 34 days to start off 2023 so my you know who's chatting this week is health because now I'm starting to see a difference in it too because I'm not implying on the scale. That's one thing. Uh, I don't, I'm not checking the scale every single day. And I think honestly, you know, screw the scale to be honest because, you know, that that doesn't necessarily, that's not supposed to be the world, the end all be all. Um, fuck like BMI, that formula is technically a little bit flawed now don't trust i'm not exactly a personal trainer or anything like that but i know for a fact i've done my research you know obviously because i i've had that weight loss journey i've had fluctuations of weight and had to you know do some research and understand like what is what do we want to focus on in terms of my body so we are at a good spot right now i'm currently so since the start of the year i'm not going to break down the numbers but right now my body fat percentage is 17 percent i am a little bit heavier than i would like to be so I would need to, you know, obviously continue working on cardio and things like that. But again, the number on the scale is not everything. With that said, you know, what we should be utilizing weight loss and things like that. What we should be thinking about. We should think of it almost like if you have a belt and girls, guys, people wear belts. You know, I, you know, when you're, you're tucking in that belt and you feel that belt get a little bit, you know, hey, maybe I can go an extra hole. You know, damn, you're like, damn, okay, I'm getting a little thin, I'm getting a little slim thick, you know, I'm getting a little slim around there. So that's how it's been feeling right now on my waist, I feel good, I feel, you know, and who would have thought that fucking not drinking alcohol and, you know, working out five, six times a week and getting 10,000 steps in a day and, you know, eating vegetables, eating chicken, eating real food, meal prepping, those go a long way. I know it sucks, but it doesn't have, it doesn't have to suck, you know, I've really felt brighter i felt you know my body feels good i don't have those hungover days the days that i should be hungover and laying down and not doing anything that what i used to do you know i take an opportunity to go get a workout in or you know do something that i feel more alive for so obviously i've used a cheat code of going home because going home i mean again 
it's it's different than New York City because there's more opportunities to you know flounder around and you know drink and eat and eat not exactly the healthiest so it's a very easy to do that but when I'm home you know I got home cooked meals and you know I know there's I'm not going to any crazy bars or anything like that out in Long Island because you know I'm a little bit too old to go to those crazy like those those big scenes anymore not to say that I won't go but you know I'm more likely to want to stay in and you know just hang out and watch a movie with my mom and just chill so, who would have thought, you know? Now, I will say my my meal prep, I've been meal prepping a lot lately. I used to be a fucking hater of meal prep. I used to despise it. But now, I've basically done the bare minimum. And it actually, I actually genuinely do enjoy my meal prep because I, I, track, the cal- I track the calories of it and it's pretty good. It covers me up, and then I still have room for, you know, some good, healthy protein snacks that I do. Um, such as, so what I typically do, I usually, I've been doing, cutting it down. Again, females, if you're listening, you're going to say, these guys are just eating chicken and rice, like chicken, rice, and broccoli, which I have been eating. But burnt broccoli is delicious. Um, sprinkle some, you know, low-calorie oil, all the seasonings. Same thing with the chicken. And then the rice, I mean, rice is pretty simple. It's really not that, I I never realized, I never cooked rice ever. And now rice being that it's like, it also like it takes in all the water too. So it's like, I kind of underestimate how much rice to put in at first. But now I've balanced it out, counted the calories, you know, put it all allocated. So we're all good there. But, you know, I actually genuinely (laughs) look forward to the meals. Again, I don't eat it. I don't typically eat them on the weekdays, but it's made my life so much easier in terms of the food that I'm eating and just like I know that it's there. And then obviously I buy some snacks that, you know, protein bars, celery, um, bananas, smoothies, just eating real foods has really helped me along the way so far with my body. So again, I'm not anywhere close to where I need to be, but this month has been a step in the right direction in terms of where I want my body to be because I'm thinking about you know I'm thinking about I definitely want this summer again to get after it again another summer again I'm, I'm still in my 20s but you know January February March like I don't really necessarily plan on being on a beach anytime soon so now's the time to grind and shed those pounds and shed that body fat a little bit to get a little bit slimmer and get a little bit, you know, feel good. And then once you get on that beach on Long Island or if you go for a vacation and you're, you know, you're in a pool or something like that and you're like, hey, let's go go for a dip. And then you take off and, you know, you're feeling good. You're feeling jacked. You're feeling, you know, like I said, like that, that, that belt, the belt loop, like, again, that happened to me this week. I was like, I was like, damn, I could, I could slip into another, another hole into this belt loop. Maybe I'm getting a little slim now. I'm not, again, I'm not checking this scale. All I know is that's a good sign, right? That's got to be a good sign. It's not a bad sign. It's not like I'm getting fat, you know? So we're, again, this month has been good. It's a good step in the direction. The other thing, now, another thing, again, I've I've gone home two weekends in a row. That's, that's a little bit, this is, a, again, a little bit of cheating because I kind of, my family likes to cook home-cooked meals and I don't necessarily buy food for myself on the weekends, but I... I got paid uh, yesterday. I got paid yesterday. And my bank account hit a number that hasn't hasn't been there in that stratosphere in a while. And probably a good reason to that is because I'm not going out and not, you know, drinking alcohol 
this month. So that again is like inspired. It's like a whole new world. I'm like, you know, this is a great way, you know, to build. Like again, it's really a route to just help build everything up. You know, it's it's really been it's been good in terms of just like all over, like financially, it's helped me. Health wise, it's helped me. Working out wise, it's helped me. I'm not like, again. I'm not where I want to be yet, but again, this was definitely this month was in a right step in the right direction, and we want to continue that. So. That's the goal. I would not recommend doing a dry February. Again, I would like to, again, take another step in the right direction. But we'll go from there. We'll see where we we'll see where we go, and we'll we move, and we'll we'll continue to work, and and you know I'll make sure that this summer you know I'll be ready to go, and it's like I'm I'll be ready to go as if I'm like some athlete in some season. But in a way, I mean, I I guess I I want to feel good. I want to I want to you know, enjoy my time in the summer. I know the summers, summers are always fun. I definitely went a little bit too hard last summer, but I know this is the time, you know, I don't need to be going on constant dates, going on crazy happy hours. That's the one good thing about my new team. No disrespect to my old job, but we did have a decent amount of happy hours. Obviously that's good socializing, you know, going out with your coworkers, but I appreciate my new team, my new job in terms of they're like, let's put our heads down. Let's grind. And then let's get the hell out of the office as soon as we can. No happy. I think I don't think we. I think we had one happy hour, and that was for Christmas. And I've heard from around the office that they don't really like to do that that often. So hey, no disrespect, but work is work, fun is fun. Those are two different categories. Combining them, you know, sometimes that could set me off a little bit in terms of, you know, my gym regiment and things like that. So whatever the case may be, but we are in a good direction. We're feeling good so far for 2023. Hopefully. You know, again, this this message that I'm saying is like hopefully enlightens you a little bit about alcohol in terms of like what, you know, I'm not saying that alcohol is a bad thing, but, you know, taking a step back and taking, you know, a few weeks off of it, you know, it, you'll feel a reset in your body. And I've certainly felt it so far. So now let's get into the main topic of what I wanted to talk about for this episode. And we're talking about sports gambling. I set up a poll. What are people thinking about sports gambling? So most, obviously mostly guys, you know, guys talk about sports gambling the most. Girls don't really understand it. It's kind of like a, a guy's like bachelor type of thing. Like in the girls world, they have bachelor. In the guys world, they have sports gambling. And what makes sports gambling so enticing? So maybe for some people that want to know or don't understand much about sports gambling, obviously there's spreads, there's money lines, there's things like that. Money line meaning you pick the winner of the game. So if I say Chiefs money line for the Super Bowl, I'm putting money that I think the Chiefs are going to win. So what is a spread? A spread is you have to assume like it's a race. I think that's the best analogy I can put it. Think of it as like a track race. And let's say a team, Let's say, what's a good team and a bad team? Let's say the Chiefs and the Jets. No discredit to the Jets. I actually kind of like them this year. But let's say Chiefs and the Jets. Let's say the Chiefs are minus 10. And the Jets are plus 10. So that means, think of it of them at a race, and they have to race to a finish line. And if it's Chief minus 10, let's pretend that the Chiefs are 10 yards behind the Jets to start their race before they complete the race. So if the Jets get a, so basically the Jets are get a head start in the game. And then the final score of the outcome, whatever the difference is, that presents the total spread of the game. So let's say the let's say the Jets win. If the Jets win, the bet 
Jets plus 10 wins. Let's say if the Jets lose by 12 points, that's more than 10 points, which is the spread, the Chiefs bet would win. Let's say it's 10 evenly. Let's say this. They, let's say the Chiefs win by 10. Then it's a tie. It's called a... What is it called? A push. A push. And that just means you get your money back. That means you don't lose money. You don't win money. Either or. Pushes are weird. I would rather... I honestly would rather lose when I ever push. I kind of get like pissed when I see a push. I'd rather I'd rather die in honor, I guess, in terms of betting. So maybe one thing, if anyone, you know, gambling is now legal in New York, which is a good thing. There's pros and cons. Uh, obviously, there's, uh, for again, people that are learning, over-unders. Obviously, if the over-under of a game is 42, team both teams combined score more than 42 points. Then the overheads. If it's under, then it's the under. If it's equal, then it pushes. Same, same type of situation. So, I haven't personally gambled sports gambled in a long time. However, I kind of got back into it a little bit. Nothing too crazy, mom. Mom, I know you're listening. Nothing too crazy. So maybe one one type of lesson that I'll I'll give that sports gambling. Gambling in general does not equal winning. And my mindset, I think, is if you're going to put money down to gamble, you have to expect or anticipate to lose that money. If you win, it's a reward. But the thrill, the thrill, you're basically paying for the attention that you're putting on the game. So I've been betting a little bit lately. I've been seeing this thing on TikTok called the the ladder challenge. Ladder challenge. This guy I've been following. I don't know how it ended up on my page, but you know, I gave it a look. He wanted to turn ten dollars into ten thousand dollars in ten days. This man got up to day eight, which is hard as hell to do. What he would do, he wouldn't he would not pick one game, so he would pick easy winners and parlay them together in the NBA. Now, some of the bets, I know I explained the basic bets, but there are some crazy other bets in the NBA where you can bet for players over points, over rebounds, over assists. You can bet alternative. So let's say Steph Curry is set to score 24.5 points. If you set him to score 15 points, the odds are like minus 750. So that means if you put that bet down alone, so minus 750 means you have to put down more money in order to gain. So like let's say minus 750, you would have to put down $750 to win $100. Now let's say you think you wanted Steph Curry to go crazy. Let's say you wanted him to score 45 points. And the the spread on that or the odds on that would be plus 400 or plus 500. So that means you put if you put $100 down flat, you win $500. So your odds are better, obviously. Chances are, you know, what's more likely to happen? Steph Curry to score 15 or Steph Curry to score 45 points? That's just basic That's just basic gambling. So what this guy's been doing, he wanted to turn $10 into $10,000. I watched this man get up to day eight, and I did not get involved in it whatsoever. And I, I was like, I kind of want to get into this and see what this guy's made of. So... Guy decides to run it again. I said, "All right, I'm gonna go into a, I'm gonna go into a FanDuel. I'm gonna make a FanDuel account. I'm gonna go. There's FanDuel and DraftKings in New York. I know Barstool Sportsbook does not have a sportsbook right now in New York. I think the payment 
or process to get that is a lot difficult, a lot more difficult. This guy does this ladder challenge on TikTok. I go, all right. Again, my again, I don't I haven't been that much. I put ten dollars in. Ten dollars to twenty dollars hits. Twenty dollars to forty dollars hits. Forty dollars to eighty dollars hits. Eighty dollars to one sixty dollars hits. One sixty to three twenty dollars hits. So I'm looking at my account, I'm like, I got three hundred and twenty dollars. So I just cash out right now. And I kind of really trusted this guy because he got to day eight. So I was like, all right, I mean, maybe I was getting more and more skeptical each day, obviously, because the chances of it are very unlikely. This man does day, day five or six. I don't remember. He's turning. I, I placed a bet. $320 to win 640 on this parlay. I said, all right. And a parlay, instead of a straight bet, a parlay is a multitude of bets. So a parlay means you need four different things to go in your favor in order for you to win the bet. Chances are your odds will be a lot better though when the culmination of those bets hit. So he does the parlay. There's They call them legs of the parlay. This man does the parlay. First four hit. I'm like, all right. And the last leg was this guy on the Kings to score 10 points. He had other guys need, needed to score 25, and they hit it easy. This guy needed to score 10 points. He scored 8 points. He played 37 minutes. And this guy was a scrub. I, ch- I mean, he wasn't a, he played like a scrub, but he was a starter and played 37 minutes. The game even went to overtime, and I needed him to score 10 points to turn $330, $320 to $640. I didn't watch the game. The guy who plays for the freaking Sacramento Kings, Harrison Barnes, obviously, player from UNC. He doesn't score. I look on Twitter. So many people have the same exact bet, freaking out at Harrison Barnes that he couldn't get ten points. Ten point. Ten points in an NBA game for thirty-seven minutes. That's pretty. And you're like an NBA player. Like he's a regular starter. Like he averages, I think, about fifteen to twenty points a game. It was bad. It was. I looked at the bad. I mean, I, I, but then, the pros and cons is like con. Yeah, I could have checked out. I could have got three hundred twenty dollars. That would have been pretty nice. But if you look at the bright side, I only lost ten dollars because the guy built it all the way up. So the last few days, I kind of put in a little bit more money. Not not again. Nothing crazy. Around like fifty, sixty more dollars. Picks haven't been great. I don't really want to really get back into that hole because I used to be in that hole see now the difference is with these companies which I think is actually better in terms of you know people that have people that are addicted or you know the less stress so when you look about back in like some of the old movies like the old bookies they usually bookies used to be in the mafia because gambling was technically illegal sports gambling was illegal across the board across the country now when you gamble on these sites and you continuously, like, that's like you running to the ATM nonstop to take out money. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I'm not really a huge, you, but it feels different when you go to the ATM and take out money versus when you're just casually spending money because you see the money being taken out. Like, you are going out of your way to put money into a sports gambling account. Something doesn't sit right about with me about that. 
it doesn't necessarily I just don't I don't know what it is like it doesn't feel as enticing to bet on these sites anymore but the thrill of winning is obviously very fun and with your and for hypothetical one time we went to a bar me and my friends you know I decided to put we decided to put money all together on a game not a lot like 20 bucks we hedged and a hedge means like you counter your bet and I ended up winning like 10 bucks cash out good call it a day and it just it just makes the game more exciting think about it why in the hell would I ever want to watch a game or give a shit about a player, Harrison fucking Barnes, to score 10 goddamn points in an NBA regular season game because of sports gambling? That is why I think these sports companies, sports companies, sports leagues, NFL, NBA, not really MLB, MLB is kind of hard to bet on. NBA and NFL, like, it is gamblers galore. That's why they've been promoting like their spot, like Vandal and DraftKings are sponsors. Back in the '90s and '80s, it was literally illegal to do this. Now the leagues are literally promoting it, having their the sponsorships on the court. So it's a pretty crazy concept of how it's totally done a 180 flip. But what I would sec- suggest, you know, again, everything has to be in moderation. I don't think. You know, these crazy parlays are just not worth the energy and the time. It used to I used to be bad. I used to be really bad because it it, it didn't used to be because New York just legalized gambling. You used to have to do it on an off site book, which was scary. Because you would have the credit, like let's say you give five hundred dollars, you don't think anything of that. Like that's credit. Like you didn't actually spend the money yet. And if you lose all the money, then someone comes in every Monday saying, hey, I need that money. And if you don't pay it right away, that could bring some issues. And that's that's what like kind of like the mob was back in the day. That's like how it was. It used to be like, you know, that first episode of The Sopranos, spoilers for people that haven't watched it. But when like the first episode and the guy drives over and he starts beating the shit out of the guy in the suit saying, where's my money? That's how some people are. Now that it's a little bit mobile, I mean, some people could sneak away with it, but it's still scummy behavior to not do that. And it just puts everybody in a bad spot from the from the bookie's perspective, from, you know, the person that's not paying. You know, it could make or break friendships. I've seen that happen to people before. But now with the new sports books, it's, it's kind of like your money's front and center. So that's why my experience is so far. Like, I, I, I again, I haven't been crazy lately. Again, I, I, I used to be, it used to take up a lot of my time for really no reason. But, and even then, like, I didn't really have that much money back then. And it's like, I was, I was gambling to try and win. But now it's like, everything's in kind of moderation. And it's like, it's not really, it hasn't been super enticing to me because 99.99% of people in the long term lose. And that's just a reality. Unless you treat it like it's an like actual sport and you're doing like data analytics and like breaking down via, you know, graphs and things like that. You know, I got a, I got a buddy that actually works in Caesars right now. Shout out to uh, my boy Kondo. And he's been, he's been, you know, within that, within that realm for a long time. But he'll, I mean, he would probably agree with me. 99% of people lose in the long run, even the short term. But 
I don't know. It's not. It's again. It's not really my forte anymore. You know, you can break down the bets in a million different ways, but I guess my advice when it comes to that, that you know, similar to a lot of different things, everything's got to be in moderation. I'll give an example of how bad. Like, like it used to be. I used to be like waking. I used to be watching UNLV football. Who the hell even knew UNLV football had a team? UNLV football at 10 p.m. on a Tuesday night because I got $80 on their spread. For no reason. Like, why in the world? Because some guy on the internet said that was a good pick. And it obviously doesn't fucking hit. So, why? And then, like, that was kind of a realization point for me where I was like, why in the world am I doing this? Why am I spending my hard-earned money on collegiate 18 to 22 year old kids from University of Northern Las Vegas playing against Jacksonville or playing against uh, I don't remember the school it was like San San Jack State University or something like that and I'm I'm watching it on some CBS stream I was like after that game and I lose my mic I was like what am I really doing right now so again mom if you're listening again, mom, you're listening probably. That was years ago, not today. Your boy's uh, definitely a little bit more smarter financially. Again, I did lose that ten bucks, but whatever. It's been fun. Um, but it is what it is. It's part of gambling. It's part of fun. It does. I mean, again, if you want to gamble, by all means, go right ahead. But you don't want to fall into a rabbit hole. I've seen freaking kids lose thousands of dollars from bookies. College athletes, thousands of dollars, I've heard stories. It's scary. You can get really, really deep, really, really quick. Because all you can do, I can put $5,000 on the game right now. It's very accessible, which is, that's the scary part. So, it's fun. It definitely makes the game more entertaining. It definitely, if you're if you're with your friends and you do a responsible amount, then it's then it's all good. It's all good fun. But by all means, I don't. I, I get, you don't want to get into the hole where you're betting on UNLV football at 10 p.m. on a Tuesday. I'll tell you right that that right now. And when you lose that money, it's a pretty damn shitty feeling. So uh, that's my lesson. Again, moderation is key with everything. So that's all. That's all I really got for today. Uh, I need I need to get some guests. I need to get some more. I need to brainstorm some more ideas. But. I kind of got into sports gambling a little bit the last week, obviously, because this guy went on that five-day run, and I'm seeing it on TikTok and things like that. So, again, for all the girls, you know, if you want to learn, I mean, I'm girls, but, like, most people, like, for the majority of the poll that said, I do not care about sports gambling, most of them are girls, which I found pretty, you know, that should be true. And most people that were like, I love sports gambling, most of them were guys. So, it all translates, but... It's just a survey. I like I like those polls because it gets me a sense of idea of where the direction of the conversation could go. Again, it's just me. So, again, hope everyone has a great Thursday. Let's continue to grind. Let's get after it. Let's go have a freaking day. Let's have a freaking week. Let's have a great weekend. Enjoy. Um, yeah, that's all. That's all I got. All right. Well, again, enjoy the weekend and enjoy. Peace.